stand together at this time. We're going to be looking in Genesis chapter 12, a message I call Baby Steps. Baby Steps of Faith. Genesis chapter 12, verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. May God bless the reading of his word today. It's my prayer. You may be seated. Several weeks ago, when we began our series in the life of Abraham, considering him as the great patriarch of the faith, Uh, The one who is held up for us in scripture to show us what faith looks like in a real life. Uh, God did not leave us to just discuss it as a theoretical possibility. But he showed us what faith looks like. And he didn't make us wait. It goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. All the way back to Abraham. We've already learned that being a person of faith. Being a believer. Means sometimes we have to go without knowing. We have to believe God without knowing all the details because God doesn't always share them with us. In fact, he very seldom shares with us all the details. Uh, That's uh, why we call it faith, by the way. Going without knowing. Uh, And we base that in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Now, God is not calling us to follow him by blind faith. Abraham, you see, was called to go out on the basis of God's promises. And when your faith is built on the promises of God, then it is not blind. Because God has given to us his truth. It's right there for us to read and to consider and to use then as the basis and foundation of his word. So we're called to believe God then on the basis of his word. And when we do that, it unleashes uh, the promise of God. And God certainly gave Abraham a great promise when he said that he was going to uh, make him a blessing to all the people of the earth. In thee, he said, shall all nations, all peoples uh, will be blessed as a result of him adopting faith then as the guiding principle of life. I want you to also consider this morning Hebrews 11 verse 6 that says without faith it is impossible to please him, that's God, for he who comes to God must believe. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Without faith It is impossible to please God. But the reverse of that is also true. With faith, it is possible to please God. I've seen a lot of uh, people in different settings. They have a little sign up, you know, somewhere maybe hanging on the wall or maybe sitting on the desk uh, that says, I can only please one person a day. And uh, today's not your day. And tomorrow's not looking real good either. Have you seen that sign? Okay. I'm going to please one person a day. Hey, I've always been inspired by that. You mean you please one person a day? Wow. That's amazing. But sometimes we don't feel like we please anybody. i got good news for you today. You can please God. You can please God. Isn't that amazing? 
Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But then when we approach Him believing, believing that He is, believing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 then says, We walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible has declared for us that the just shall live by faith. Now we're going to learn that we walk by faith. It isn't incidental or accidental that God describes a life of faith as walking. We had to learn how to walk. Y'all remember how hard that was, don't you? <laughs> You don't remember learning how to walk? Uh, unless uh, you suffered an accident or a stroke, some kind of debilitating illness where you had to go back and learn how to walk again, and that does happen. And if you had that experience, you certainly believe uh, remember that, but uh, obviously if you go back to when you actually learned how to walk, uh, you don't remember it. You were too young. But if you're like me and you've raised kids and now grandkids, you get that constant reminder of why we call them toddlers. Amen? I mean, walking by faith uh, is like learning how to walk. Those toddlers pull up on something. They learn to stand. They need something to hold on to. Uh, Mom and dad is going to help them along. Finally, they get the courage to take what we use today as the title of our message baby steps. I brought you a video just to remind you. That's little Brody Hamlin, by the way. My, uh, uh, Yes, that's what we call pastoral privilege. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Ten months old. You know, uh, parents now have that marvelous thing called social media and uh, those cameras that they carry around their pockets all the time. That would have been handy when our kids were growing up. We didn't have all that stuff. And uh, best we had was a Polaroid, you know, and it's always out of film. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you took pictures and never got them developed. I mean, you know, it was a, it was a hard time back in those days. And now, ding, ding. then it's on social media. And grandparents do the same thing. Uh, baby steps. We record them. We relive them. Nobody gets on social media bragging about how many times their baby fell. We count steps. We count steps, not falls. Baby steps. What does it mean to walk by faith? What does it mean to live by faith? Well, living by faith means walking by faith. And here we have an example with Abraham. Learning how to walk by faith. Taking baby steps. See what they look like. Well, first of all, of course, we see that God had to help him get started. Just like you and me, just like we've done with our children, grandchildren, we help them get started taking those steps. Genesis 12 and verse 1 says, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. So, and verse 4 says, So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Now, we were told in chapter 11, uh, that Genesis chapter 11, verse 31, that Terah, that's Abraham's father, 
uh, took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his, his son Abram's wife. And they went out with them from Ur of the Chaldees. That's where he was when God told him to get out, leave his family, go to a land that he would show it. But it wasn't Abraham that did that. It was his father, Terah, that loaded up all the kids, all their possessions, and left Ur, and they went to a city called Haran. We're not sure exactly how long they lived there, but we know that they didn't leave there until Terah died. It's about halfway between Ur, Haran, the land of Canaan, about halfway. God had said to Abraham, you see, at some point in the past, get up and get out of here. Leave. Go to a land that I'm going to show you. But Terah actually got him started on the journey. Now, I want you to pick up something else. Genesis chapter 15 and verse 7. God's going to appear to Abraham again and say to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit. You see, God did not give Terah one bit of credit for what had happened. God was the one who brought him out. God called him to go. And God helped him get out. We can therefore get a simple principle about these baby steps of faith. And that is that we're going to have to learn how to live by faith. We learn how to walk by faith. And it is a process that is very similar to learning how to walk in the spirit, in the physical realm. And it means sometimes that God our Father has to help us along. You see, God had a great life for Abraham. He had a great land for Abraham. But in order for him to get the life and the land that God had for him, he had to leave the place where he was. When we are believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, God has an amazing way of getting us out of what we need to get out of. So he can get us in to what we need to get into. And that works in your life. It works in my life. Just like it worked in Abram's life. God doesn't accost Abraham for the fact that he didn't immediately leave all and follow like he had told him to. He just took action. Even if that meant using an unbelieving pagan like Abram's father, Terah. He could do that. He worked in his life to get him out of what he needed to get out of. So he could get into what God intended for him to get into. That's how it is with baby steps. Not only does God sometimes have to help us get started taking those first steps. Then secondly, we learn that baby steps means that... (laughs) That doesn't get us very far. You you saw a real good example of that this morning. You know, it is step, step, plop. Uh, Step, step, plop. Step, step, plop. Have you noticed, you know, plops don't seem to bother babies. Uh, They've got a well-padded section to sit on back there, and in case that's not enough, we'll add a little bit more padding for them and plop down the way they go. Back up, here they go again. You see, as long as they keep getting up, As long as at the end of the day they've got up one more time than they fell. (laughs) It's not a failure. Baby steps doesn't get us very far. 
And that's, that's the way it is. God understands that. We do. And we see it here in our passage. God had, had got him out of that land, but it didn't get him all the way. Just a, a, about half of the way that he intended for him to go. God used Terah to get Abraham out of Ur, but he did not use Terah to get him to the promised land. And perhaps that's a principle that we all then can remember ourselves about these baby steps of faith, and that is that God may use a lot of different things to get us out of what we need to get out of. He may use a lot of different circumstances to convince us that, yes, this is not where I need to be. Yes, God has another life for me. God has another plan for me. God has another place for me. He might use a lot of different circumstances to get us out where we don't need to be. But at some point in time, we have to step up and step out by faith. Because the fact is, it's not my mama, it's not my sister, it's not my brother, it's not my friend, it's not my preacher, it's not anybody else. It's me, oh Lord, that has to learn how to walk by faith. And some steps that I have to take myself. We're ever going to experience the fullness of, of the promises and the blessings that God has in store for us. We have to learn how to take those steps of faith. When we do, we may not go as far as we need to go. Before we'll get tired. Have you ever noticed that somebody just learning how to walk doesn't do very well with obstacles? Have you noticed that? The slightest little thing. That baby will get to going, and I mean just the slightest thing will trip him up. The slightest thing will cause the plot. But when we sit out to follow God, we're going to discover that God has a lot further in mind probably than we ever had for ourselves. That he doesn't abandon his purposes and he keeps going. Even though we might encounter an obstacle that causes us to stumble. Even though we might get tired and, and want to give up or give out or quit. God keeps going. Even when the way is bumpy. Even when the way gets tough. And again, I'll tell you, it's not important how many times that we fall or how many times that we stumble. As long as we keep getting up, we're not a failure. We haven't surrendered. We haven't given out. We haven't given up. Baby steps. God has to help us get started in our walk of faith. Baby steps means then that we, we stumble. We're going to fall quite a bit. We might go down a time or two. Might not go as far as we need to go. Then we see that baby steps mean sometimes we hold on. Even to our detriment. Verse 5, Abram took Sarah his, Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abraham brought a lot of people along with him that God told him to leave. I'm sure both he and Sarah would have said, if you'd have asked him why they were bringing all these folks, they'd have said, we need them. We need them. How can we leave all these people behind? But that's exactly what God had told them to do. 
When babies are learning to walk, they, of course, need something to hold on to. We even provide them with what we call a walker. And by a walker, I'm talking about the circular one with the seat in the middle that we give them to walk in for a while because it helps them. It lets them strengthen their legs, learn a little bit about balance. If they'll use them, I can tell you by experience, some children are mortally afraid of walkers. I've seen that happen. Scream their little heads off. I've seen it. I don't know what's scary about them, but some kids are terrified of them. But it's a good thing to have something to hold on to. Something to kind of prop yourself up with. That's a good thing. But we all know that if they're ever going to really stand on their own and if they're ever going to really become the walkers that they need, then sooner or later we've got to take those things away from them. Did you ever have training wheels on your bike? Nod your head this way. You ever had training wheels on your bike? (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you, it's a traumatic day when Dad decided, you know, training wheels have got to go. I'd, I'd gotten pretty good at riding my bike on training wheels, and I thought it was just fine like that. But all of a sudden, they're gone, and it's a wobbly kind of experience, but I'd have looked real funny back in those days riding around the neighborhood, 14 years old, with training wheels on my bike. <laughs> and Dad, in his infinite wisdom, knew that, took the training wheels off, hit them where I couldn't find them because he knew I was a resourceful little fella. <laughs> I'm glad he did, because you can't learn to ride in training wheels. You can't learn to walk in walker. Abraham was holding on tightly to the people that meant so much to him. He thought he needed them. God had a different plan, and he described that in Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 1. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. That's us, by the way. You who seek the Lord. Yeah, we fit that too. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. See, when God called Abraham to leave everything he had ever known and all the people that he had known behind, at least part of the reason why God did that was so he could isolate him and get him to where that God and God alone was the one who was blessing him. Nobody could look at then Abraham and see that uh, anybody was blessing him or anybody was responsible for the great man that he became or the great life that he lived other than God. God called him where he would be alone, just him and the Lord. And that is something that you and I desperately need from time to time, that ability to get along with God. It is a premium in this life because there are so many people in so many places and so many things that demand our time. From time to time then, God calls us to turn loose of some stuff. It's okay for the baby just learning how to walk to have to hold on to something. but Sooner or later, if you try to hold on to that, you'll you'll never be able to walk out where you need to be. But oh, we hold so tightly to the things that we love, the things that we think we need. 
the things that we think are important to us, the things that we consider to be so valuable. And yet it might be something that God sees as detrimental to our life of faith, to becoming the man, the woman, the boy, the girl, the student that God wants us to be. Our hands are too full. And God knows that you cannot fill full hands. calls us in to turn loose. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 is a great and classic passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. There's something about our human nature will always cause us to look for something to hang on to, something to hold on to, something to prop us up so that we don't have to walk by faith. We just can depend on God. But God works to call us to turn loose of those things. Because we never really learned to walk by faith any other way. A couple of quick things then we're done this morning. First of all, we need to learn that from the moment we receive Jesus Christ as as a Savior, we're called believers. And we call ourselves and other people Uh, who have faith in Jesus Christ, believers for a very good reason. That is our identity. We're a people of faith. We're believers. We live by faith. And we're learning to walk by faith. So let me ask you this morning a question. What is it that you're struggling to get out of? Something that's a hindrance maybe to your life of faith. Are, Are you ready then this morning to trust God To get you out of something you don't need to be in so he can get you into what you need to be in. Maybe God has gotten you out of something and and you can look back at that and say, yes, I see how God was moving to do that. But do you find yourself struggling along in your walk and falling repeatedly thinking maybe that you missed God? You didn't. No matter how many times you fail, you aren't a failure until you stop getting up you got a long way to go this isn't a short trip down to Walmart this is a lifetime you're talking about learning how to walk by faith is something we spend a lifetime doing and let me tell you something the biggest, uh, the biggest falls, the deepest valleys, the highest mountains come the closer that you get to your destination. You thought that God had a lot of work to do on you when, he was a teen, when you were teenagers. He did, but let me tell you something. The big battles are the ones you'll have at the end. We'll see that play out in Abraham's life. Those of you who've studied about Abraham already all through Bible school and Sunday school, you already know what the biggest battle of faith that Abraham had to face. Are you holding on to something today that God is calling you to let go of? He's got something else for you, but he can't give it to you. Are you leaning on to something, holding on to something that God wants you to let go of. 
last thing is that baby steps and falls go together. But you know what? We never outgrow the potential of stumbling and falling. <laughs> but the older you get, the worse the falls are. The more catastrophic they are. The more damage they do. Oh, don't you know that the enemy loves to knock off that seasoned, mature believer served the Lord all his life. Gained a position of influence. Became a person that could be helpful and advance the kingdom. We never outgrow the possibility of stumbling in our faith walk. But the older we get, the longer we serve, the, the harder we land when we hit. So we learn to be careful <laughs> and count on the Lord to order our steps because he told us the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he shall direct your paths. Baby steps of faith. Learning how to walk by faith. And we see that playing out right here in the life of Abraham in chapter 12. The things that I've shared with you today are things you can go back and read and study and think about and reflect on. And I hope that you will. Because this walk of faith lives, takes a lifetime. And the destination, the destination for believers is certain. There's going to come a time when we're not going to need faith anymore. But we're going to be walking around on streets of gold in the eternal presence of God and Jesus Christ. And we'll walk then by sight, not by faith. Until then, we live by faith and we walk by faith. Let's stand together.